0: Our Lord Jesus Christ, he summarized the law in two ways. First, he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, with all your strength. How many all's there? Can you count? One, two, three, four. All, 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 all. It reminds us to serve the Lord, love God is not a part-time job. It must be a full-time job. Okay, my lovely mothers, do you think being a mother could be the part-time? No. Parenting is a full-time job. And how about this? The second is this. Love your neighbors as yourself. There is no commandment greater than this the essence of this law which Jesus summarized in two ways was completed by the great love that Jesus had performed on the cross Jesus was crucified and restored the broken relationship in between God and us by bleeding by shedding his blood the restoration and reconciliations enabled us to love God fully and make us worship Him. The church is the gathering of believers. From the perspective of the fulfillment of the law, which summarized the work of those believers gathering. Like today, one part of the law is a response to God. He loves us first, so we love God as thanks for heart. And then the other part of the law is neighborly, neighborly love. Today, I want to share some words about how to love your neighbor. Neighbors are, for me, for my definition, everyone except me. Therefore, my neighbors include my family and the church members, and then outside of the church, the people. In everywhere, Do you remember the woman caught in adultery? All the people around her ready to throw the stone to her because it is obvious she made sin. When everyone was concerning and condemning her for her sin, Jesus, our Savior, saw the grief and pain and struggling and problem from her. beyond the sin. When he embraced her and said, go now and live your life of sin. In other words, do not make sin again. Jesus hated the sin, but he loved person, woman. That is why he has crucified for all sinners, just like you and me. Neighborhood love is the same There is a saying in the Korean language, he can live without the law that is said about good people. Wow, he's good. However, there is a saying in another Korean word, I can see the 10 feet deep in water, but I cannot see one foot into human's heart. This means that no one can gauge a person by their action and word, even though we could little smell it. Taste it. But God knows, but God sees everything. That is why it is a lie to say that you can go to heaven if you do your best as a good man. No one can be free from the condemnation of their conscience. There is no perfect man before God's law, which was written in conscience. But it is not unreliable because man can cheat his conscience. That is why God has given us the law that does not change by our circumstances. No excuse at all, is written in the Bible. The Bible, as the eternal promise, not only show our sins, not only protect us from sins, and not only guide us to the correct (coughs) path, but show the love through the gospel, love story of God who loves us despite our disobedience also. And a few days ago, in my general and regular morning meditation, there was a very strong word that were stuck in my head. It says, he used to be a Muslim. He had studied almost all of the world's major religions now he was a christian christianity struck him as unique he said in my old religion i was supposed to die for my god in christianity i learned that my god died for me no other religion in the world says that god gave his life for us only the bible tells us about the love of god the center of the church is jesus christ And that Jesus Christ is the center of the Bible, the word of promise. And therefore, the church believes the word of God, loves Heavenly Father through the word of God, and loves the neighbor with the word of God. The word, the Bible, is the foundation of the believer's life. It is the cornerstone and it is the capstone. It is the beginning and it is the end. So we rely on the Bible to give us directions and rely on it to fix the wrong parts of our lives. That is why it is the church's task to correct in a loving manner when some of us have acted or talked against it. Excuse me, my brother and sister. It's so hard to say when living in this world No one likes an embarrassing moment. So in many cases, we are silent. Even when we see something wrong. Even it happened in the church. And many people are not willing to accept the true advice and admonishing. They may answer like this. None of your business. Or I have many churches which will welcome me. However, Even if we are prepared to lose our peaceful relationship with the beloved brothers and sisters and neighbors and coworkers, we should be able to say, excuse me, my brother, in love. In this case, it is not love that does not speak, but that which is speaking is love. As I told you in the beginning of this message, Jesus himself, he kept the law fully and perfectly. He was the only one perfect man in the history by his death on the cross. As a lamb without any blemishes, he restored our relationship with God. And now we are saved. And we have opened the way to keep the law willingly and gladly. In Genesis chapter 4, you know the famous guy, the Cain, He answered wonderfully, not really wonderful, it's my circusism to God who asked where his brother Abel is. Then the Lord said to Cain, "Where is your brother Abel?" Cain answered, "I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper?" Both you and me, we all know Cain killed his brother. Reason why? God's favor was on Abel's offering, not the Cain's, Because Abel put his offering to the Lord with his heart, with his faith. God knows our heart clearly again. We may hide our hearts from the eyes of the people, but we cannot hide it from God. Since the time of Cain, man really has hated being his brother's keeper. Do we do better now? He knows tons of negative stories on the, we know that negative stories on the Pharisees because they enjoyed pointing out others' sin. However, our righteous God tells us the task of telling the truth. Pointing out other people's sin is not optional. We'll read the book of Ezekiel chapter 3. But the people of Israel are not willing to listen to you because they are not willing to listen to me. It means God. For all the Israelites are hardened and obstinate. But I will make you as unyielding and hardened as they are. I will make your forehead like the hardest stone, harder than flint. Do not be afraid of them or terrified by them, though they are rebellious people. And he said to me, let's read all together. Son of man, listen carefully and take to heart all the words I speak to you. Go now to your people in exile and speak to them, say to them, This is what the sovereign Lord says, whether they listen or fail to listen. Can you feel God's heart and willingness to save his people through you? Can you see that God's the hardest stone-like order to us? Go now, speak to them. Whether they listen or fail to listen. When we say, excuse me, my brother, remember who is behind of you. And remember who gave you that authority. And remember who gave you that order to do. We have Matthew 18, chapter 15, verse 20. It is one of the famous Bible verses for the Lutherans. If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault. Just between the two of you, if they listen to you, you have won them over, which means you won the sin by your righteousness of faith. But if they will not listen, take one or two other along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church and if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For well, two or three gather in my name. There am I with them. I think Matthew 18 is a really famous Bible chapter, especially for the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod people. I heard lots of Welsh people call this chapter in their conversation. But a problem was that I heard this often when they were pointing. How somebody sin, who did not follow this golden rule of admonition? What I means is that the Lord give us that golden rule of admonition about the brothers try to prevent the separating, try to prevent your brothers go too far. But the, we didn't take action before that happened. But we wait. Somebody didn't follow this rule, and then we use this one. Oh, he against Matthew chapter eighteen. So today, I made a new English term, Pharisee syndrome. It can be another Pharisee syndrome among us. Thanks for listening to my challenging message well with loving patience. My heart, full of passion of Apostle Paul, had to his churches. Jesus said to Paul, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul said, "Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my wickedness, weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in result, I mean, in insert, in hardship, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong." Our confidence and power not come from us, but it comes from the Christ Jesus. Therefore, I want to share my actual stories from my life. May I? In general, on a normal day, back to home from the work, I mean the work, W-O-R-K, I was stuck in a terrible traffic jam in my local area. And almost half an hour delayed. And I realized why. Because I saw one tall ladder was dropped on the freeway horizontally, and then clogging up three lanes. So all the cars must go left and right using the shoulder to not step on the ladder. And I needed to quickly make a decision whether to just go, since my delaying is done, smart. Or stop the car and quickly remove the ladder from the lane to the shoulder for the people behind of me. You may already know the answer what I did because you know you're Pastor Chung. Yes, I stopped the car bravely and give hand signal to other cars. I'm here, please slow down and move the ladder. It was a little heavy and then pull to the shoulder and jump into the car and go. I only did that for other people. From my action, my question for you, did anybody hear the gospel from me? No. Did anybody know I'm a pastor? No. But I am sure many people got a chance to keep their regular schedules so that they may have a good dinner with the family and so that may attend a small group Bible study without delay, and may have a chance to give a great massage to the wife. <laughs> Another example, someone played extremely loud music in their car. I heard that a lot in the Bay Area, so proud of that. While people were waiting for a signal, one of the cars played the funky music with extreme loud volume, and many of the cars start to close their window. And one of the car rolled down his window and say, excuse me, sir, do we have to listen to your music? Can you volume down, please? And then the reaction, no fighting. He boiled him down. And another example, on the golf course. Whether you noticed or not, maybe Steve agreed with The golf course is one of the places that people easily over-exaggerate. Do I pronounce correctly? I practiced 100 times on it. (laughs) Their skill levels, okay? So somehow, therefore, they hit the ball and they don't like the result. They thought they could do better. And immediately, they say some inappropriate word. It may happen to everyone, no matter what their job is. During the golf round, when I noticed it, I looked for the best timing to not bother their game, but give them a chance to rethink and their behavior and manner. One of their brothers kept saying, Jesus Christ! I keep waiting, 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 waiting. And then one of the whole, he hit the driver and the ball hooked right. And he say, my Lord's name again, Jesus Christ. So with a big smile, I said, do you know him? (laughs) You know what? I believe in him. I love him because he died for me. And I hope, my brother, you also love and believe him. The result, I don't know. And another case, in a light rail. Okay. I never got a chance to ride a light rail yet, but I heard this story from an apostle member. He was in the first service today. He and his wife used the light rail to see the game of the shark. San Jose, shark, ice <laughs> And after the game, he returned home with the wife, and um, lots of people in that wife by the families, like kids and ladies, old and young. And then a couple of young men, they start using the conversation in loud volume in appropriate languages. Lots of effort and lots of sexual languages over there. So this gentleman bravely step up and approach to them, excuse me, my brothers. Don't forget you're in public space. And look at the ladies and little ones around that. Watch your mouth. And then those young men listen. Brothers and sisters, sometimes we too much hesitate because we're thinking of what if they react? What if they punch me? What if they hate me? But until you try something, nothing's going to happen. And I want to give you another example in church situation. When I was serving the church in Oxnard in Ventura County, I heard the concerns from the other members. Some people did not see their names on the last week's offering list. It's unusual, right? But the Korean culture, church culture, we put the names you offer today, and then we put the names for the next week's service folder, and they may show their offering is submitted correctly. And one day, I found a couple teens acting suspiciously after service. So I followed them, and I caught them behind the church building while they opening the offering envelopes. I got you. If you want me, what do you do? What would you do? I admonished them one by one. I don't like group meeting at the time. And they they start blaming. Not me, Pastor. He asked me to do. And then I met their parents individually and asked them to teach the meaning of the offering and discipline them as a parent. And I also promised to discipline them as their pastor. And reactions from the parents were different. Some accepted with a big apology, and some dismissed the case because they act as normal for teenagers, they thought. Good thing was that it never happens again according to my knowledge. And good thing was that those kids grow well and now in the college. And then I kept this secret until this sermon. And then my final case for you all. I want to mention about the dangerous trap of admiring differences. Yeah, we, we, we like the differences. We admire the multi But how about in the situation of religion? So what is our general reaction when you meet a person who has different religion from you? Do you just dismiss the case because they have the different religion and you admire that? I wanted to share one of our high school students who graduate and his prayer. When I met this young Korean man in my office three years ago, he arrogantly proclaimed to me, he didn't call me Pastor Jung at the time. He said, Mr. Chung, okay, I will study in your school, but Don't try to make me convert. Don't try it. So I answer to him with a big smile. You know, whether you keep the status as you're saying, I'm a philosophical philosophical atheist or not, I'm not going to give you C and D by that. But can you open your heart to me and the word of God? I don't have a magic to change you. But I have word of God, and word of God may change your heart. Word of God may give you faith. You know the result? Last year, October 6th, he baptized. And he changed his life direction. And he applied to one of the Christian schools in the Midwest, Chicago, and he admitted. And then a couple days ago, he posted this on his Facebook. His prayer for the family, because his family does not believe yet. Dear Lord, the more I know about you, the less I know about my family. The more I become your child, the less I become my parents' child. For you are the God of promise, God of grace, and God of mercy. Let my family hear your word so that my entire family will be adopted to your family. For you are the holy one that I can rely on. I shall praise you till my last breath leaves my flesh. Amen. Do you deeply consider if the people around you, your neighbors, are in danger because they do not believe Jesus as their Savior, because their behavior, their word, all things are bad for them? If yes, why don't you say, excuse me, my brother, excuse me, my sister, and share your loving concern to them with the good news sometimes. As I told you before, we think too much. Sometimes you need action and stop thinking. Real love does not bother our neighbor. Real Christian's love is telling the truth to the neighbor with a faithful heart. Remember the story of a good Samaritan from Jesus? Who is the real neighbor? Neighbor is the one who opened their eyes to see the need. And the neighbor who opened their heart to see, to feel the spiritual pains. And neighbor who opened their mouth to tell the truth. And neighbor who moved their body to take action, as our lovely children sang today. Excuse me, my brothers and sisters. Remember this. Living in Christ is full-time job. Amen.